WATD presents John Paul, the car doctor. All things automotive. Have questions? Call 781-837-4900. Now, here's John Paul, the car doctor. Well, good Sunday morning, everyone, and welcome to the very first program of the car doctor on 95.9 WATD. And uh, and my producer, Jesse, I already told him that yell at me if I give out the wrong call letters or give out the wrong phone number, because if you've never joined me before on the program, I've been trying to give up, uh, give out financial, not financial advice, don't ever come to me for financial advice, but try to give out car advice for the past uh, about 30 years. I've been at AAA now for about 38 years. I guess I'm in my 38th year. Uh, if you've seen my name somewhere, I write a column in the Boston Globe online. Uh, it usually appears uh, Tuesday or Wednesday, and it stays on Boston.com after that. So if you go to uh, Boston Globe online, go to the automotive section, you can find me there. Uh, also, the Providence Journal. If you're in the Quincy area, Bob Bosworth, who uh, runs the Quincy Sun, usually puts my column in once a month or so, the Yankee Express. And if you're one of our long-distance listeners listening in New York, for instance, I write a column for Newsday in New York that appears every Friday. So, uh, and, and I have a, uh, a deep link to the AAA website. Go to AAA.com slash car doctor, and you can find some of the car reviews I've written as well as some of the popular questions that I try to answer. So that's a little bit about me. Uh, but uh, there's a lot going on in the automotive industry. Uh, some of it's electric, some of it's hybrid, some of it's gasoline-powered, strictly gasoline-powered. But uh, recently, there was an announcement that Dodge is introducing the new Dodge Hornet, uh, a name that's been around for, well, if you depending on how, how old you are, you might remember the American Motors Hornet, or you might remember the... Um, you might even remember uh, a Hornet back in the 50s. It was none of those cars. So, uh, But with us is Bob Broder- Broderdorf. He is the director of Dodge Brand Operations in North America. Bob, good morning, and welcome to the very first Car Doctor program on WATD Radio. Well, good morning, and thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. Uh, Glad you're here as well, and uh, um, if I sound a little bit nervous, it's because I am, and I don't know why. I've been doing this for 29 years, but a new program, new people, new things to new things to work with. So, uh, but uh, you guys just introduced a a new vehicle called the Hornet, and from what I understand, you guys had literally thousands of pre-orders already for it, right? Yeah, the orders came in fast. Actually, I just checked uh, yesterday morning, and we were uh, up over 20,000. So we've got a lot of orders coming in. A lot of people are excited about the car, which is uh, really just a fantastic to see the response. And uh, kind of give us uh, a little bit of an idea what what it is. It's a, it's a compact SUV, right? It's a compact SUV, so it's certainly one of the – it'll be the smallest offering for a Dodge that uh, we have. But uh, we like really our play on the segment segment isn't really known for having too much of an attitude and we certainly brought the dodge playbook into the segment whether it's design cues or our approach to performance uh and really a, a great value anytime that you can have a claim that says you're the most powerful fastest uv under 30 grand i think warrants a little bit of attention well and, and i'm guessing you're not going to stick a 707 horsepower hellcat engine in it but it, it is a, it does have some performance numbers right yeah, absolutely yeah i mean don't again 
never put it past us to try to slam a Hellcat into anything. But, yeah, yeah, this car definitely, I think, will uh, be fun to drive. If you really look at the 265 horsepower on just the base trim or the 285 horsepower on the RT, but really the torque of the RT, I think, is going to be probably the funnest combination of driving experience. Uh, we are pushing almost 400, so 383 pound-feet of torque on the uh, RT, uh, as well as the suspension. I'm really excited to get everyone in the car so they can drive it. The Kony suspension with this combination of power is an absolutely blast to drive this car. You guys are going to have a lot of fun uh, when we get to the media days and whatnot. But, yeah, this car will be a lot of fun, and it's uh, an exciting entry to the lineup. And you mentioned Coney Suspension. Coney Suspension is a kind of legendary name. Uh, you know, when you're when you're talking Coney, you're talking quality products. You're talking you're talking a, a, a you know really there to to really kind of stabilize and improve handling. So this is you know where most compact SUVs uh, you know they they do their job. They carry a couple people. They carry some stuff around. But like you pointed out. Not necessarily the most fun thing to drive, right? Absolutely. So I think a combination between that suspension system, the power, and then adding Brembo brakes to really a segment that would not feature these types of uh, features is is really the way to go. I mean, I think it for, for a Dodge fan, right? If you want to be in a compact UV, you need something a little more functional in this space, price point wise. This is absolutely a representative of Dodge. And you and you mentioned Brembo Brakes, another legendary name. So as good as this car is going to go, it's going to stop even better, right? Absolutely. I think we, you know, we, you've seen that across the lineup for us. Stopping power is always excellent with Brembo, so it's a it's a unique combination. Yeah, it really sounds it. And when you when you were putting this car together and, and designing this car, uh, what was, what was the customer you had in mind for this car? Is it is it is it somebody who's not necessarily a traditional compact uh, UV buyer? Yeah, we, we kind of like being the anti-positioning. I mean, if you look at the most popular ones in the segment, the, the, you, you got fuel economy, you've got value, you've got, you know, th- those are really the top elements, price paid. Those are the ones you would expect in the segment. For us, we fo- our, our Y buys are always around fun to drive, acceleration, um, you know, sort of that attitude of our product. So we wanted to bring that playbook to this segment in really a very unique way. And I think if you look at the styling cues, the features that are available, 20-inch wheels or Coney suspension or Brembo's, these types of features you don't find in this segment at all. So we like having a unique space in every segment that we play. And you sort of hinted to pricing. Has pricing been announced yet? Yep, they have, uh, the GT starts at twenty nine nine. Uh, walks you up to the RT at thirty nine nine, which would then be available for all of your, uh, you know, greenhouse gas tax credits, et cetera. And the uh, you know, and and people look at prices these days. I, I just read something the other day. The typical SUV price now is in the mid fifties. So uh, you know, this sounds this sounds like a bargain. Uh, yeah, we think it's got a, a unique value equation to it that I think people will definitely. Uh, want to focus on a bit and see how that fits into their budget. But, yeah, this will definitely give you some performance attributes and functionality at a very reasonable price point. Are you thinking of, you know, with this vehicle kind of stealing stealing a little way from maybe, the, you know, maybe some of the European competitors as well, maybe maybe Audi, maybe even, maybe even the compact offering from Porsche? Yeah, here, honestly, we don't usually see that type of inflow on where we're positioned, and those guys are positioned price point quite right. a bit higher. 
it's really for us. We, we I mean, I, I know everybody wants us, you know, pick a competitor. We really run our own race. I, I, there's so many people that would find these types of products thrilling, and we want to do the Dodge thing in every segment that we play in. I mean, I think Durango is probably a perfect approach for our UVs. Right? It's still big, bad, muscular, uh, performance oriented. That's, but it's still very functional. And I think if you kind of look at some of those ideas and cues, you find them in Hornet. Yeah, it sounds. And you mentioned Durango. Durango's coming back with the big engine, right? Yeah, Durango will be back with the uh, Hellcat for uh, for another year. Uh, we really had to make quite a few modifications to the fuel system in order to meet the compliance. So it took us a little while to get that done, but we did find a way to actually go and do that. So that uh, that's another absolutely awesome opportunity while these Hemi engines are still around. And you, you, you know, you, we mentioned the Hemi engine. You mentioned, you know, I mentioned 707 horsepower all the way up to, I think, 850 horsepower in some of the red-eye versions. And it's, um, you know, this this engine, you know, screams Dodge in a way. But you guys are also not letting the electric performance car side of it ventures very far either you you guys i think was it just this week uh mentioned something about maybe uh an electronic uh an, ele- an electric powered challenger yeah we we actually showed the concept car our charger daytona srt so that would be our first introduction of a full bev into the marketplace yep. and i think the entire approach basically showcases dodge's vision for electrification how can we still create a very thrilling experience behind the wheel and, and be very different from really many of the other you know, electrification offerings that are out there today. And, uh, you know, it's, it sounds to me at least, and we don't know each other, but it sounds to me like you're a gas and oil guy. Uh, so, you know, was it, was it a little hard to think of uh, battery electric vehicles and performance vehicles when you're, when you're also looking at, you know, absolutely uh, whether it's, whether it's, um, the new Hornet that's almost 400 foot-pounds of torque, or whether it's, you know, crazy, you know, 700 club horsepower numbers. Um, was, it a little, was, it, was it hard for you at first to think about uh, an EV and performance vehicles? Yeah, I think anybody that's, listen, I grew up in East Detroit. Like, performance vehicles and muscle cars, they're, you know, this is part of a staple of that culture. But the, anytime you think about electrification, there absolutely is this, this big pause that occurs because there's a lot of things that happen with these products that, that, you, that you feel like you miss. So for our team, it didn't take long for us to make the list. Uh, what don't we like about this migration? What don't we like? What can't we get our heads wrapped around? Well, it's not visceral. There's no sound, right? There's, yeah, you got some quick numbers. A lot of EVs are quick. But how do I create a physical or call emotional attachment to the product? Right? That's something that I think a lot of these EVs are missing. And if you look at the innovations and in our approach, whether it was our wing, the Frasonic chambered exhaust that, we were, that we're developing, or our E-Rup multi-speed transmission, all of those are designed to give the driver some sort of emotion and attachment to the product. And, and that's what we set out to do, and we think we've accomplished that. Yeah, it it's it's it certainly sounds sounds it and from what I what I have read but I I guess um if you're if you're not hearing engine sound from a battery electric it's it's okay to hear tires tires uh going up in smoke at the same time so it it adds to that. Speaking of tires going up in smoke, I understand you were out at Speed Week at Roadkill Nights um and there was uh you guys were pretty well represented with your program where uh people were sticking uh 
Hellcat engines in a variety of vehicles, and one of them that I thought was really pretty interesting, one of the clips I just happened to stumble across, was somebody put a uh, Hellcat engine in a first-generation Viper, and that was a that looked like a really interesting build. Yeah, you know, we uh, so yes, with, with a whole bunch of uh, automotive influencers and car personalities, we handed them all Hellcat uh, engines through direct connections as well as a manual speed transmission. And when that Viper showed up, uh, I can absolutely assure you, the majority of the Dodge team stopped by there. And we probably spent the longest time looking at that car. Uh, that was a phenomenal build. Um, just it, it was it, it kind of helps at least for a moment. There's always a moment of anybody on the team that goes. Man, wouldn't that have been just something absolutely iconic? And it was great to watch that thing tear down Woodward. Yeah, I, I bet it was. And for people who don't quite understand what Speed Week is all about, it is, in a lot of cases, legitimate street racing. You close down Woodward Avenue, and um, there's a part of Woodward Avenue where you actually cross over a set of railroad tracks to get up to the staging area, which which really tells you it is really street racing in a very safe of course and controlled manner but uh the idea that you're doing it with some of these with some of these cars and, and some of these horsepower numbers a pretty incredible event and uh it, it must be it, it it must be really kind of interesting and a lot of fun for somebody like you and your team to be out there and seeing what people are people are building these days and and maybe even get some ideas from people right Oh, there's no question. I can tell you the, the, the Dodge fandom will absolutely keep us honest. And doing an event like Roadkill, it is legitimately it is street racing uh, at its peak. You've got a, a public road like Woodward, and we legitimately shut it down and let these guys race on it. And the first time they see those railroad tracks, they, I think all the racers are blown away if you've never been. Uh, it, it's, you know, there's potholes and, you know, waves in the road. I mean, it's a normal street. So yeah, it's a very, very cool venue. Uh, we garner over 40,000 people now show up every single year for this thing. And uh, the live stream is insane, the number of people that tune in. So if you haven't checked it out, well, we actually got a reposting on DodgeGarage.com. Uh, certainly check it out. It's a pretty cool feature. And and the idea that, you know, these kind of things are going on and these events are going on, and also for the city of Detroit, it brings it brings a lot of extra commerce to the city. I mean, when you have 40,000 people showing up anywhere, it's going gonna, it's gonna to help improve the economy all the way around. Oh, there's no question. And, and the people that travel in for this blow my mind. I, I always, every morning of the race, I, I kind of take a stroll down the, the prep lane there with everybody just to say hello to the drivers, meet everybody, kind of hear their story. And, and how far people travel to come into this now, it is, it's just mind-blowing. This started at the Pontiac Silverdome in a parking lot. We didn't even know if anybody would show up for the first one. And now it's turned into this. So it's, it's pretty amazing to see what it's turned into. Yeah, it, it really is. And... and you know the idea of performance cars and and i was at i was at a car show the other night and there was uh there was a couple of kind of classic dodges there that you know you kind of look under the hood and some of them some of them are original some of them you know you look under the hood and there's a there's a 440 engine under the hood and it, it happened to be parked uh right next to uh, a new challenger so that was kind of that was kind of neat to see but the idea that your you know your your company dodge you know, at, as well as known for, you know, over its time, you know, economy cars is also really a performance brand, and I think it's never been as much as a performance brand as it has in the in the past past decade or so. 
No, absolutely, and I appreciate you saying that because well, as soon as you say that, it makes me think to the first day I met Tim Kaniscus, and we talked about what we wanted the brand to be and when it was at its peak, and it, it almost is 10 years ago, uh, almost to the month. It's really, really close. And we walked Mr. Marchioni through you know, the vision for the brand and where we wanted to invest and what we wanted to do, and it's very gratifying to see it turn into what it is today. Yeah, it really is, and and you guys, you guys have not – left racing out of the equation either with either uh leah pruitt or uh matt hagan uh you know two completely different style racers but uh but you guys are you guys are not leaving leaving the racing side of it alone either no i mean anytime you have a brand that i think uh, you know that's going to put a staple in performance certainly racing becomes a uh, important entity for that and there's a you know, obviously direct correlation with people that would be interested in our products and racing, so absolutely something we have to do. Now, did now did you have to take a little bit of grief when you know? I understand that um, you know, uh, you know, maybe maybe some of your performance cars are going to go away, but they're going to come back as electric. Did uh, was there a little bit of a, a little bit of concern with that? And was it you? You kind of mentioned was it was it a lot of it to do with EPA regulations? Yeah, I mean, here the in, in order to have a viable business model in the future, you every one of us is going to have to be electri- electrified in some capacity, if not completely. That right. is absolutely where the rules are going, so that's very clear. But as far as this, the reaction, I think all muscle car fans or any performance fans, all of us are going to have our moment where you start to learn about what these cars can turn into and what we can make them into. And, of course, it's an uncomfortable ride. And, and that was really the whole idea of doing Speed Week. How can we cohesively explain the transition, what's our approach, what we're doing, and we used each day as really a chapter to story tell. And, and that's what we did, and I think it's every day that goes by, people are getting more and more grounded in, is this something that's for me, is this something I'm still going to be interested in, and, and hopefully we've still caught their attention. Yeah, I think it is, and and I'll tell a little bit of a story here. I was at a, um, I was at kind of a hot import night show or hot hot August night show, and there was a group of very traditional sort of you know muscle car folks, you know, with you know Camaros and you know Chargers and Challengers, and then there was sort of the Asian hot rodders. So the hot, you know, the and it was almost a certain amount of tension in the air between the two groups. And even though there was some, you know, there was a couple of drifting cars there and certainly some performance cars there at the same time, and it almost looked like a fight was going to break out between the two groups. And one of the one of the folks went over and started checking out the other car. And after a while, they just started to talk back and forth. And it's the it's like the hobby, the industry, kind of brought these two groups together at the same time. And all of a sudden, you know, the 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 guys with the uh, you know four hundred horsepower you know turbocharged, supercharged four cylinder engines were looking at the big displacement V eights and asking all kinds of questions and how'd you do this and what'd you do this and how do you cool this off and how do you make it all work and the idea that uh the idea that uh, i don't know to me the automotive industry can can bring a lot of diverse groups together and i think when you look at you know how dodge is going to look at their electrified future as a performance vehicle yeah there's going to be the people that go i'll never drive an electric car until you get in one and all of a sudden it pins you back in the seat and it hits 60 miles an hour in two and a half seconds and you kind of go this is a performance car. Yeah, I, I think your example is spot on. I, I really do because the, the passion and the tension is real. 
right? And, and then and when you start to really break it down, you realize we're all just car fans, and we get attracted to different things, and there's a whole element of learning that has to occur, and I think that's going to be part of this process. But, but I think you described it absolutely perfectly. Yeah, it, it really is. And, and one, one final note, getting back to the Hornet, I understand, you know, the Hornet GT is a uh, GLH concept, which, uh, which uh, I, I think comes, it's a name that came back from, or a designation that uh, when Carol Shelby had something to do with uh, the Dodge Omni way back in the day, right? Yeah, the 80s era Omni. Uh, this was uh, really a, a moniker and that GLH badge. Um, that always just kind of resonated with us. And, I, you know, we've always wanted to do one of these products. So uh, as we showcased what the Hornet would be, we wanted, you know, our really the audience to know, hey, we're not done. Uh, there's a lot of things that Direct Connection is going to allow us to do. And this goes like hell model is going to be very, very cool. Uh, to put there out on the road. And, and I think once you get a rock-solid foundation with the GT and the RT, that takes care of your sales volume from a business standpoint. And then you come back with the GLH, and now we can do something we'll consider to be you know, quite a bit fun. Yeah, it, it really it really looks like a, a, a good thing. And if people want more information about the new Hornet or any of the Dodge products or the performance products, uh, start with Dodge.com. Is that the best way to go? Yeah, the two best places you got Dodge.com will give you more of the traditional brand site. And if you want more of the lifestyle feel, go to DodgeGarage.com for all the reveals. And you can see uh, really what the live feed looked like when we unveiled the car and so much product information. And if you and if you are somebody that happens to have a, 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 a body and chassis kicking around and you want to you order that 707-horsepower 707 Hellcat Hellcrate engine, you can do that as well, right? Yeah, we've got uh, the, our direct connection site and uh, certainly can showcase all of the performance parts that we've got available. And, and I'm really looking forward to turning direct connection into a pillar of the brand as we go forward. Uh, we're, we're, we've got 97 direct connection dealers right now in the country, and I, each day we get better and better at growing this thing. So this thing's going to really turn into something powerful by the time we're done. Sounds really great. Bob, I want to thank you for taking a little time out of your Sunday morning to join us on the Car Doctor program. Absolutely appreciate you. Good luck with the show. All right. Thank you. Take care. All right. My name is John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program. You're listening on 95.9 WATD, the South Shores radio station. Our phone number is 781-837-4900, 781-837-4900. Why don't we take a break, pay some bills. When we come back, we're going we're gonna to play a little bit of trivia. The Make This The Summer event is going on right now at Quirk Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram on Route 139 in Marchfield. Quirk Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram is one of the largest dealerships of its kind in New England, featuring an incredible inventory of brand new Jeep Wranglers, great customer service, and Quirk's Chrysler Certified Service Department. Quirk Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram is accessible from all across the South Shore, just off Route 3 at the new Exit 27. Quirk works to save you money. Quirk works for you. Visit Ram.com. Don't miss the Just Steph Show every Monday night from 8 to 10 p.m. for fun guests and tips on living your best life every day. I'm bringing sexy back to Monday nights. Tomorrow night from 8 to 10 on 95.9 WATD. Make an appointment Sunday morning at 11 for John Paul, the car doctor, on 95.9 WATD. Now, back to the car doctor. And welcome back to the Car Doctor program on 
95.9 WATD, South Shore's radio station. And uh, our phone number is 781-837-4900, 781-837-4900. And let's talk to our friend Tom from Weymouth. Tom, good morning. John, hey, good to have you back on the great station, WATD. WATD is a WATD is a great station. It's great. To, it's great to be back. You know, I I think I had I think I had about a month off. It seemed like so. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, it's awesome. It's awesome to have you back. Really, uh, especially in the South Shore. Now I can get you better on the uh, <laughs> the receiver. <laughs> John, I was wondering, you noticing anything on the car supply? Like I'm thinking, maybe get a car next year, new car. Is there anything? Is it getting any better? It's getting a little bit better, and, you know, if you asked me this question a year ago, I would have said we were, you know, we were back to normal by now, and now I'm thinking it is going to be probably the first part of next year before things settle out a little bit more than they are, because there still is some shortages, and there's shortages all all the way around, uh, you know, my, you know, whether it's, I don't know. You go into the grocery store. You go into the home improvement store. You go into you know. It seems mm. it seems like there's a bit of a problem. And even um, I was talking to uh, uh, somebody the other day, and he said, uh, you know, now they're starting to see at least some inventory back in even the auto parts stores, which seem to be running a little bit low on inventory as well. They just couldn't get you know some common stuff the way they used to. So I think it's right. starting to turn around a little bit. I think you know some of this. You know, some of it, you know, certainly related to the semiconductor shortage. There's still some issues where, you know, there are some vehicles that they just can't put, they just can't make chips fast enough. But it is kind of a weird progression because what happens is, you know, it's not just the semiconductors, it's the, you know, whatever the chemicals are that go into making the semiconductor chip and whatever that is that goes into making that and, you know, aluminum there's an aluminum shortage because one of the chemicals in aluminum all of a sudden became hard to get a hold of. And it's just weird how all of this seemed to happen all at once. And, and you know, you look at, you look at um, you know, car sales in general. And, you know, we were talking Dodges earlier, but, uh, you know, I was at, I was at a meeting with uh, the head of Jeep, Jim Morrison, you know, back six or seven months ago. And even though they said that, uh, sales numbers were down. Uh, dealers have been having a pretty dealers have been having a pretty good year, and he 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 seemed to allude to the fact that you know sales volume is down, but sales profitability is up. And one of the reasons is because they're not selling cars at you know less than what they were yeah. paying for them. Yeah, they're they're yeah. they're selling them at, at 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 a somewhat reasonable profit. Although I just read the other day that both GM and Ford are going to penalize their dealers if they're buying cars and flipping them and and trying yeah. to uh you know trying to trying to make an additional you know ridiculous yeah, profit. profit on a popular car, yeah. Yeah, like I was saying, a few months ago I was in a dealership, and they had a mock-up of $8,000 on a $35,000 car. I'm like, wow. You know, yeah. that was a disgrace, and that's why I said, see you later. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah, and that that is a number that you know that is a number that's just a, a crazy high number, and, and just shouldn't and just shouldn't be there. It is, uh, it is just you something. Know? It is just something that uh, you know is. You know? You know, make a yeah. make a reasonable profit, and you know, I don't know what I don't know what the real what the real kind of world is going to be like once all of this settles back down. Whether we are going to be at a point where, um, 
you know, is MSRP, the sticker price, is that going to really be the price where before you'd walk in, you look at the sticker price, and, and especially mm-hmm. with the with the Internet, you'd go, well, I know this $35,000 car, you paid 31000 for it. You know, how about if I'll meet you in the middle at 33000 you make a profit, I get a deal, we're, we're happy at the end of the day. Maybe what it really is is MSRP is really kind of the, the price. Who knows? Yeah, well, didn't we just hear something about the uh – all the companies were raising the electric prices. Is Biden's going to give us that seventy-five hundred dollar? But it's almost like it's negated, you know. Well, uh, well, well. It's you know. I I will say it's funny. I'm I I in my little you know little tiny house I live in now. I have an old water heater, and I'm and I, I'm interested in replacing it with one of those on-demand instant water heaters. And it seems mm-hmm. like since I looked at them, you know, a year ago, the price went up the equivalent of what the rebate is. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so who knows? Yeah. Well, the the government's really pushing on, on the internet. They're really pushing electric cars now. I don't think there's any returning, no matter what. But I just, I don't see the supply to make these batteries is out there. I hear bad things about there's really not enough. So I don't know how this yeah. thing is going to play yeah. out. Yeah. I you know? I don't I don't know either. I've been talking to people, and you know one of the good things about the internet is you know you get to hear from people all over the world. And you know there's there's a guy who actually approached me a few years ago about a really kind of interesting device that you could buy for your car that would that would continually monitor the um, the electrical system so it would be able to tell you in your repair shop for instance if your battery was going bad or your starter was going bad it would send you a message and say hey look you know your your car's you know drawing more amperage than it should or your battery's not doing its job the way it should and uh, you know he was he's from singapore he was saying in that part of the world they don't really see electric vehicles really starting to take off for maybe another 10 years or so because of just what you said you know you know we can't keep mining lithium there's got to be another answer for some of the battery production so yeah yeah but you know our government doesn't care about what's right they just well, want this done. Yeah. Sorry well. To say. <laughs> well. Again. That's again. I don't. I don't. T- I don't talk politics. I know. So yeah. I know. I know. Yeah. So. I, I will. I will. I will let you know. Ford says the F one fifteen Lightning. They've reopened orders up on it, and it says they're increasing the Lightning pickup truck by as much as seventeen percent to uh, cover some of the rising material costs. Um, so wow. you know, there, there's an answer right there. And at work, I understand we ordered. Uh, 35 Lightning pickup trucks to do road service with, and hmm. uh, Ford says we can have four. Four, <laughs> four, wow. yeah, yeah. So and with the pole of you know triple A, wow. So you know we're up yeah. against right the average person. Yeah. yeah, So so the good thing is Dodge is still putting 700 horsepower gas engines in their cars. I know. That's yeah. all crazy. I yeah. think the whole yeah. world's gone crazy. Yeah. All right, yeah. John. All right, take care, Tom. <laughs> yeah, all right, bye bye now. Take care. Our phone number again is 781-837-4900, 781-837-4900. If you have a question about your car or you would like to just chat about what's going on, uh, love to love to hear from you. If you're involved in a car show, for instance, and you would like to publicize it, I got an email from somebody this morning or text message or some kind of communication, Facebook message or something about um, uh, in September 17th, which is a Saturday, the 14th annual Dream Cruise 
is going to take place at the Falmouth Library out on the lawn. And I've never been to that event, and it's the this is the 14th one of them, so I suppose I should go and see, see what it's like. And uh, the person who sent it to me, uh, we, were, uh, we were both members of the... Um, of a, of a group, uh, automotive engineering group. And even though I'm not an engineer, they were kind enough to let me become part of the society of automotive engineers. And he said, we'd love to have you as a judge. And I'm like, eh, I don't know if I'm as it actually put it as we'd love to have you as a celebrity judge. And I said, I'm hardly a celebrity, but you know, I'd like to come to the show maybe just to see what it's like and, and check it out. I was at a car show last night in, uh, uh in uh, Dennis, where I live, and I had the opportunity, and I don't get to do this very often, but I had the opportunity to be able to bring a car to the car show. Uh, you know, my own cars are certainly not car show material, and even some of the press cars I get, they're all very interesting, and they're all, you know, always spotlessly clean and all that sort of stuff. But, uh, you know, don't always get, you know, something that would go to a car show, but I was able to go to a car show with the new Nissan Z, which is a, a 2023 model year, which uh, which is always interesting. And as I pulled up to the gate, the woman at the gate said to me, uh, uh, what is this car? What is this car? And I told her what it was, and she said, oh, I'm really glad you brought it, you know, to be able to, you know, so people could take a look at it. And, uh, you know, I had it there, and I always make a point to whenever I, uh, the rare occasion when I do have a car that kind of is car show worthy, I always like to kind of take a step back and just let people look at the car and see what they think of it. And all the comments were really favorable about the Z. In fact, uh, one of the people restored 240 and 260 you know z cars or dotsons um and uh, and he was saying you know do you, do you mind if i look at this and do you mind if i look at that and he really felt that they kept a lot of those original uh you know 240 260 z kind of lines to the car which i think they did kind of in a modern interpretation of it what is different though instead of the uh straight uh engine that was in the original Z. This is a uh, twin turbocharged V6 that makes 400 horsepower and 375 foot-pounds of torque, something that was never available in the original Z cars, and a 7,000 RPM redline, so you can actually run the RPM numbers way, way up. Uh, so really fun car to drive, and, and like good sports cars, rear-wheel drive only, which, which, is, which is really kind of a nice feature of the vehicle. And then there was a guy who came by, and he said to me, um, do you mind if I take a look at it? He said, I didn't I didn't even know these were available to get yet. And I said, well, it's a pre-production car. It's not quite out yet. It's supposed to be out sometime later this summer. And he says, I really want to order one. And he had his wife with him. And, and he said he had, a, uh, he had a, a sports model Audi now. And he's had performance cars before. And he had a, a bullet Mustang. And he said, do you, and he was kind of, hedge, you know, being a little kind of hesitant. And he said, do you, do you mind if I... Uh, um, I don't know how you are. With, uh, I said, what do you want? And he goes, well, can I just sit in it? And I'm like, yeah, of course you can sit in it. You know, I, I thought you were going to ask me to take it for the rest of the weekend or something. No, no, sit in it. You know, get comfortable. Look under the hood. Look, you know, 
touch all the buttons, do whatever you want. And he came back and his wife walked over and he says, oh my God, he's in the car. And she said, that means, that means we're going to have one on order any day now. So it was really, it was really kind of interesting to see people's reaction to it and whether they were, uh, you know, 12 year old kids or, you know, 65 year olds, uh, they were pretty, pretty, uh, familiar with the car but also pretty pretty happy to see it at the same time and pretty thrilled with it at the same time jesse i think we need to take another break don't we sounds good all right why don't we take that why don't we take another break and when we come back we're going to play a little trivia and this trivia is going to be a little bit interesting because it's going to involve an audio clue and uh you have the chance you have the chance of winning two different prizes you can either win a triple a membership and you have to be a somebody who doesn't have AAA now, because this is for new members, so somebody who doesn't have AAA now, or you can have a chance, and, and I talked to Jesse about this earlier, if you're a Seinfeld fan, maybe you'll kind of remember the episode with uh, Jerry Seinfeld and the original astronaut space pen. I have a astronaut space pen. It's the Fisher space pen, and uh, it was flown on every crewed mission with NASA, and it apparently works from... Uh, Minus 35 degrees centigrade to uh, 250 degrees Fahrenheit, underwater through grease in zero gravity, and at any angle, even upside down. And uh, so you have a choice of either a AAA membership, and uh, you do need to have an email to be able to get that, or the original astronaut space pen, one or the other. So uh, we'll come back with that. My name's John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program. You're listening on 95.9 WATE, the South Shores radio station. There's an electricity in the air and on the ground in downtown Plymouth. From now through Labor Day, anytime you need to get from the waterfront to town square or travel all the way down Court Street, just call the circuit. Don't waste time parking and reparking. The circuit will pick you up and drop you off anywhere in downtown Plymouth. Their electric vehicles save congestion, pollution, and plenty of hassle. Learn more and download the Ride Circuit app today. You want to feel important. You want to be a part of something bigger, something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong. We know. We felt that way, too. And that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Army National Guard soldiers. We are normal people just like you. And together, we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit NationalGuard.com to find out more. Sponsored by the Massachusetts Army National Guard. Aired by the Massachusetts Broadcasters Association at this station. Plymouth County is a large area stretching from just south of Boston down to the Cape Cod Canal. I'm Alex Bazanson. Join me and my guests for countywide coverage, everything from the Mayflower Landing to the most recent town meetings, how national news affects us locally, and how things that happen in Plymouth County affect the rest of the South Shore. Tune in for All About Plymouth County, Tuesday nights at 7, here on 95.9 WATD. Make an appointment Sunday morning at 11 for John Paul, the car doctor, on 95.9 WATD. Now, back to the car doctor. And welcome back to the car doctor program on 95.9 WATD. Our phone number is 781-837-4900. And I promised that we would do a uh, trivia question. And this is based on, you have to tell us what kind of car this commercial is talking about jesse are you ready yep all right so jesse's going to play this clip of a commercial and at the end if you know what kind of car it is give us a call at 781-837-4900 and you will win a choice of 
a Fisher astronaut space pen or a AAA membership. And again, you have to be a, somebody who's not a AAA member. So we'll get you, we'll get you a, a AAA membership and uh, we'll, we'll take care of you there. So either one. So Jesse, hit it. This is the great one, the ultimate driving machine. And if you don't know what that means, you're excused. But if when you see this car, you're seized with an uncontrollable urge to plant yourself behind the wheel and head for the wide open spaces, then we're talking to you. The great one is an idea on wheels. The idea that there's more to driving than just moving from place to place in isolated indifference. The great one is 400 cubic inches of glistening engine. The great one is a superb road handling chassis. The great one is bucket seats, carpeting, and a walnut-styled instrument panel. The great one is... So, what is the great one? If you know the answer to that, what is the great one? The phone number is 781-837-4900. Give us a call, and we will give you either a AAA membership or a Fisher Astronaut Space Pen, whichever one you want. The membership, I think, is worth three times as well. I work at AAA. It's priceless. But um, the AAA membership, I think, is uh, worth about 60 bucks, And the astronaut and the Fisher Astronaut Space Pen is worth about 20 bucks. So either way, if you know the answer to what was the great one, and that was a commercial back from, I'll give you a little bit of a hint, from the mid-60s. So if you know the answer, give us a call at 781-837-4900. Love to talk to you. Love to, love to meet our new audience and, and our old audience as well. I was just reading an article, and this kind of goes back to what Tom was saying. The dog days of summer drag on for the auto industry, unable to find uh, uh, fight their way back from a withering supply chain crisis that has left the assembly lines limping and dealership lots bare. July was on track to be the ninth consecutive month that U.S. retail inventories closed below 900,000 vehicles, according to J.D. Power. And the industry's doldrums could extend into the fall and beyond amid softening demand in a slowing U.S. economy. So um, they're saying that maybe it's also part of the economy issue. Rising interest rates and low consumer sentiment are keeping many con- potential car buyers out of the market, according to Charlie Cheeseborough. He's a senior economist for Cox Automotive, and the higher prices for both gas gasoline and vehicles are making affordability an, an even greater challenge. But in the near term, tight supply continues to be the biggest obstacle. So there is uh, little evidence of the supply returning to normal, according to this guy. Uh, the dearth of new inventory fuel, double-digit sales decline for six of the seven uh, automakers reported in July. Collectively, these automakers' sales skidded about 15% from a year earlier. So they're saying that uh, perhaps this isn't going to be quite as quickly responding as it was and like i said i thought for instance that we would um we would see kind of a return to normal as far as supply issues but maybe that is not the case so we'll have to wait we'll have to wait and see um an article about also about car pricing uh, General Motors is asking dealers to help prevent customers, and this isn't just the dealers, this is prevent customers from quickly flipping high-demand vehicles and adding exorbitant markups. The automaker is barring customers who resell certain high-demand vehicles within uh, 12 months from placing future reservations. So there we go. Hey, we have, uh, we have some calls on the air, uh, or have some calls on the line, whatever we are. Uh, so why don't we start with... Um, 
Why don't we start with uh, Mike from Bridgewater first? Michael? Good morning, John. Good morning. How are you? John, it's really it's terrific to hear you back on the radio. At uh, You make my morning, so um, I appreciate this. It's, I just switched from Saturday now, and I'm on to Sunday morning, so well, it's great to hear you. Well, well, well thank, you, thank you for joining us, and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to how this is going to go. So, um, Absolutely. But, yeah. So, so do you have a? Do you are you just? Did you just call to say hello, or do you have a guess? I have a guess, but I wasn't sure. Obviously, uh, BMW driving machine, that kind of thing. I didn't know if you wanted an actual model for the great one, or is the BMW brand what you are? That that, that that would be wrong. It would be wrong. The great it would one? be wrong. It, it would be wrong. The ultimate driving machine, not the BMW, uh, huh? Uh, no, you were wrong on this. In this particular case, you were wrong. I know that doesn't happen very af- often, but you're wrong. <laughs> uh, well, I, I <laughs> shot. If nothing else, it's great to hear you. All voice, right. So. All right. Thanks, All right. Mike. All right. Take you, care. Bye bye. Let's go to uh, Terry in Marshfield. Terry, good morning. Hi. Um, I'm going to say the GTO. I'm going to say you're absolutely right, Terry. It is oh, the awesome. GTO. It is the GTO. In the 60s was sort of the hint, you know? Yep, from from the 60s, from the 60s. And and I don't recall that commercial, but the commercial was actually a little bit creepy because all you really heard was footsteps around the car until they finally, till that announcer who was kind of a classic announcer finally showed up in the commercial. Uh, But but yeah, it was a, it was a pretty, it was a pretty interesting commercial. So uh, Terry, what do you, what do you, what are you up for? Do you want an astronaut pen or would you like to become a AAA member? Um, what's the astronaut pen? What is it? It it is called the original astronaut space pen. It's from Fisher, and it says, I'll just read the back of the box here. It says, the original astronaut Fisher space pen has flown on every crewed mission with NASA. Why? Because it was was guaranteed to perform in temperatures from minus 30 degrees Fahrenheit (laughs) to 250 degrees Fahrenheit underwater through Greece in zero gravity at any angle, including upside down and three times longer than the average pen. And also, yeah, and also it was a... um, it was a, a a feature in a Seinfeld episode where uh, where Jerry borrows. I think it was I think it was either George's father's pen or his his father. But whatever the case, it was a, it was a Seinfeld episode as well. And it was uh, oh, it was a uh, it was uh, it says here if you're a doctor a a dentist, a lawyer, a writer, a journalist, or just a person who loves to do crosswords in bed, the original astronaut space pen is for you. And uh, it says it's uh, each Fisher space pen is precision assembled and hand tested. I just know when um, when I years years and years ago before I came to work at AAA, I worked as a worked in uh, auto repair shops, and I always used to have a cross pen. And somebody said right. to me, somebody said to me, uh, why do you why do you have a, a, a nice pen? And I'm like, because. I hated giving my dirty pen to somebody who had to like sign for something. So at least I yeah. could wipe it off so it was nice and shiny. Yeah, and I, yeah, and I yeah. thought and I thought this pen did kind of did the same thing. So I'll tell you what, yeah. um, Jesse will get down your name name and address, and uh, I'll I'll yeah, go. We'll to, make I'll, a decision with Jess. Yeah, yeah, and I'll, and depending on what you want to do, but if you want the uh, if you want the Fisher Space Pen, I will. Uh, it's a it's a it's a nice little pen. It's got an astronaut in the front of, on the front I, of the I box. I think I'm gonna go. I think I'm gonna go with the. Uh, a, 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 
AARP. Triple uh, uh, A. Oh, no, not not Triple A. There, there you go. Triple yeah, A members. Yeah. So, yeah. so all we all we need from you, all we need from you is a uh, an email address too, and we'll uh, we'll email you the, out the information on how to become a Triple yeah. A member. Okay. No problem. All right, all right. So uh, Jesse will take care of that for me, and we'll go. We'll go on from there. All right. Have good a good enough. weekend. Thank you. You as well. And apparently, okay. and, and Jesse's sending me messages. He also said Tom from Kingston is calling in to say hello. So uh, I, I don't want to. I don't want to have Jesse trying to do too many things at one time. So you tell me, I'm a man of many talents, and Tom. I, okay. All right. Well, let's talk to Tom then. Tom, hello, good morning. Sir. How can are you? Hear me? I can hear you just fine. Awesome. Welcome to WATD. Well, I, I'm. I have been. I have been on the station. You know, in my AAA hat, a yeah. couple of times with uh, with Kevin Tachi on on on, uh, on Monday Night Talk, and I've done some. I've done some interviews on the news right. on the news station. So, but I've. Uh, you know, it was. You know, when I was uh, when when the old station got sold uh, about a month ago, and and that I felt kind of bad because. Um, what station you're talking about? That, that North was, Shore? Yeah, that was up on the North Shore. Yeah, so right. I remember finding yeah, you finally. And yeah, called you yeah, up there. yeah. So what happened was, the oh, owner no. of the state, the owner of the station, was a very nice guy, yeah. and um, and he um, he was, um, you know, he had the opportunity to sell the station, I guess. And but what I felt really bad about was I got a text message from the. Uh, operations guy, this guy by the name of Jimmy Carter, who I've known for almost 20 years, and he okay. says to me, uh, uh, bad news, station sold, format flips on Friday. And it would have been nice to be able to stay on Saturday and kind of say goodbye to people, but that isn't how it always happens. So um, so it was... Um, so it was a little, little, little bit, little bit of a, a shock to that, and, and my wife said to me, well, you finally got Saturdays off again. And I said, yeah, but I kind of miss doing it, so... Uh, sure. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So we'll have to notify uh, Junior and let him know that you're on Sunday. Oh, 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 I, oh, I, I talked to I talked to him. Uh, I talked to him on Thursday. He, he, he may he may he may be a guest coming up in a, in a week or two. So <laughs> yeah. Well, he's, you know, uh, if he comes on the radio, you know what he's going to be talking about. He's not going to talk about cars. He's going to talk about food and restaurants. Well, he he, he may talk about food and restaurants, but he yeah. also he also uh, just ordered a new Corvette. So I'm sure we'll get to talk <sighs> about that too. So. Well, he fits in there very nicely. Yeah, yeah, he's he's he, yeah he he's uh, he's got uh, he's got you know he's got uh, he's got plenty of toys and he's a, he's he's a great guy to talk to. And Absolutely, we were, we were we were chit chatting the other day and and uh, uh, yeah, he's, yeah, you never know. He might be on. He might be on next Sunday. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, I've uh, been down to Middleborough to aggravate him down there once in a while. Uh, and I guess oh, he the, sold the place in. You sold the place in Hyde Park. Hyde yep. Park. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just want to say hello. I'm glad, yeah. and I was curious if you're going to still be on Saturday up there. And I'm hopefully there'll be an open space for Saturday, so you can get back on Saturday. Well, you know, time will tell. I got to fit into yeah. the got to fit into the uh, WATD family. They got to see if they like me first. You know, <laughs> that's not hard to do. <laughs> All right. So, again, I hope you have a good rest of the day and have All a right. good week. You as well. All Take right. Care. Take care. Bye bye. Our phone number again: seven eight one eight three seven forty nine hundred. Jesse, where are we going now? Uh, we have Steve from Braintree. Oh, we have Steve from Braintree. Let's talk to Steve from Braintree. Steve, good morning. John Paul, CMD. <laughs> My how old you, buddy. How you doing, Steve? <laughs> uh, uh, trying to hang in there. Well, that's good. That's good. Yeah, you know, things things are changing as you get older. You I, every every day, every day, yeah. you know. 
Yeah. I still get the Lumina, but I haven't driven in five years. Oh, okay. My disability is acting up, so I figure it's safer if I don't drive. There you go. That but that I, could make that could make some sense. Yeah, I still have it, but I don't know what to do with the paint falling off it. The gas in there is probably kerosene by now. Oh, geez. Okay. You know, but what uh, what what year is that? There's a '93 Lumina with thirty-six thousand yeah. original yeah. miles. Yeah, do you I mean. Remember? Yeah, I mean, there might be somebody out there that's, that might want to buy it, but, um, you know, and, and even like, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll say to people, you know, that might be a good donation card or a Votech school, but, yeah. you know, at, at that age, you know, yep. it's, it's the technology's not what they're teaching anymore, so it's it's not even really a great donation, you know? Yeah, no. Uh, yeah. I had a big question, is that uh, I have a friend that's 88, and his son is looking for a place to get a battery put in. Nobody wants to put a battery in his car anymore. What kind of car is it? I I don't know. He never told me what it oh. was. Oh, okay. I but, mean, unless uh, it unless it's something special. I mean, um, you know, AAA has mobile battery service. We'll come out to the house and put a battery in for him. Well, I don't know if he has AAA yeah. or anything. Yeah. He just told yeah. me that. He's been driving his kid to ADAP and all these other places that say they'll do your battery. I have a feeling that the water reservoir is above the battery, like my car. Yeah, I mean, it could be. It could be that the battery's buried somewhere, or it could be that the. Uh, it could be that you know maybe even the battery's under a fender panel, or maybe it's in the back seat. Who knows where it is? Uh, depending yeah. on the kind of car. But I would still, if I was him or his yeah. son. You know, go yep. on AAA's website under the battery quotes section, and at least, yeah. at least, you know, once he puts in what kind of car it is, it's going to yep. tell him whether it's a, a battery that requires, you know, special work to be able to get it in and out. And, um, yep. you know, and the other thing he's going to be, he's going to be shocked on how much batteries cost these days. You know, the average, the average price, I was just talking to somebody recently, and they were shocked that, you know, batteries are $200 these days. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think our batteries run right around one eighty nine or one seventy nine, something like that. But but yeah, I mean, even if he's not a AAA member, if his son's a AAA member or he's got a yeah. neighbor who's a AAA member, um, they can call up and say, "Hey, I'm I'm in this car and it's going to need a battery. Can you come out and put a battery in it?" Well, you know, and if it's a a battery that doesn't require taking half the car apart, we'll put the battery in right right there, and we'll also test the battery, the, the starter and charging system, make sure that, you know, the alternator and, and, and starter are working okay, so. Well, that's what I told them about yeah. these other places, that they usually check your charging yeah. system first. But the problem with my Lumina is my friend bought it at a place that never does any business. Oh, okay. Right around the corner from me, I said, why'd you buy it there? Because mm. the battery died a year and a half later. Oh, okay. My friend is trying to say, oh, you don't drive it enough. I said, I drive it once every two weeks, maybe. I drive around the whole complex up here where I live. And I drive down the street, and I bring it back home. That's yeah, it, battery. yeah, yeah, usually, usually, uh, usually, you know... You know, thirty minutes is good, but fifteen or twenty minutes every couple of weeks is usually enough to get it back up to where it should be. So, yeah, um, yeah so that's that's okay. And you know, yeah. you might even want to 
you know, talk to somebody about rigging up some kind of, you know, solar battery charger or something. That might work as well. So any oh, of those things good. could work. Hey, we're oh, running sorry. out of we're running out of yeah. time, Steve. But always great right, to talk friend. to you. All right, thank you. All and right. I want the audience to know this is the best guy to go to when you want information. <laughs> now remember, you get what you you get what you pay for, Steve. So you know. <laughs> All right. Take, take care. care. All right. All right. All right. Bye bye. All right. So I think I think we're wrapping up time wise. Or is, or is that is, is, yeah? Look much at it, that. Yep. That music in the background. And it's kind of nice. I've had the same ent- music starting the show and the same music uh, ending the show. I think for twenty something years. Oh, oh. We need to hang up. We need to hang up and call again. Yeah. So until next week, make sure you wear your seatbelt, drive safely, be good to your car, and if you see an emergency vehicle by the side of the road, slow down or move over. It saves lives. Talk to you all next Sunday. Bye-bye.